hopeless loves i hope you're not thinking about playing our episode on speaker yeah that's not gonna work this episode is intended for a mature audience listener discretion is advised The views and opinions expressed in this podcast by others are not the views and opinions of the podcast or the podcast host. All right, hopeless loves, you have three minutes. Tuck away that baby. Get your coffee for the morning because Bridget Kelly is coming up right now. And then we're going to get right into our episode. Enjoy.
All right, you guys have waited and now it's time for me to deliver. So there's a story that I was kind of teetering on whether or not to talk about it or should I keep it to myself? And then I thought about who I am and what I promote. I promote love, I promote sensuality, sexuality, you know, being feminine, all these beautiful things, right? That have to do with relationships, empowerment, being submissive, you know, being a lady in the streets and a freak in the sheets, all this stuff. And I said to myself, there is no way in hell that I can hold on to this powerful piece of information that has dropped in my lap. So there is a guy. (laughs) Here's the story, guys. There's a guy. This guy for, you know, for your information is no longer a factor in my life. I do want to throw that out there. So back to there's a guy. There was a guy. (laughs) There was a guy. And he, um, how can I say this? Have been after me for months. Uh, Since August, um, something happened in my love life where I decided that I would give him an opportunity to take me out on a date. Um, I had some work to do, so I had to run back to the store and do some work. And then I went to my date. Um, He took me out to see the movies. I'm not going to say what he took me out to see because then that will show time periods and I don't want to out him. Um, He took me to the movies. I showed up late. That was a little bit of a disaster trying to get into a movie that already started and he had already turned off his notifications by accident. So uh, he came out to get me. That was my first impression of him. I, what I saw was, um, he looked like he just rolled out of bed. I mean, seriously. Now let's just pause right there. Those of you who know me, if you go all the way back to season one, this is a huge red flag, a huge red flag. I cannot stand a man who does not take time to put in to the very first date. I mean, this is my, you are the representative. You both, you know, you ain't got to look all GQ or anything, but at least have the G if you can't get both. You know what I'm saying? I'm just, look, I can only say what I feel. When I came to see him, I was dressed in heels. I had some cute jeans on. And if you follow my Snapchat, you knew exactly how I looked that night. Okay, can't say what night. <laughs> but anyway, the guys that were standing there to verify that he had two tickets and not one. <laughs> oh, you the tension, the tension, bitch. The tension was it it was the the tension for me. You could cut it with a knife. They were looking at this 
this guy, like, how the fuck did you pull her? And I know what they were thinking. He must be, he must know how to eat the coochie. But he doesn't know, or they don't know, that I've never met this man in my life. I've seen, you know, we've had video dates. We've talked on the phone. We've texted. So we've done everything. Like, I've seen him. I know that that was him, but, you know, I didn't expect that. I mean, I will get to his version of the story later on after you hear all of mine and then you can make a decision on what would you have done and please 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 you can leave me a message and I will play your messages here or you can send me a comment okay either way okay back to the story so we're going in there the date is going well gives me kisses he holds my hand such a fucking gentleman right so I'm thinking to myself maybe I could look past those baggy pants and you looking like you just rolled out of bed right he takes me after the movie's over he takes me to a restaurant and we had already decided before what kind of restaurant we wanted to go to. We were both in the mood for seafood. So we went to a restaurant in Milwaukee, uh, downtown Milwaukee, and we got some seafood. And so it was delicious, by the way. It was fucking awesome. I was pulling out my credit card and he stopped me. And he's, you know, he was like, okay, well, um, I am going to pay for the dinner. And I was like, oh, okay, that's, that's really nice. Cause the dinner was like over a hundred dollars as most of you guys can probably figure out when you go to eat seafood. But, um, I don't know if I should stop my story here or should I keep going? All right, so I'll keep going a little bit. Okay, so we get to my, you know, we are, how can I say, we're driving. We're at his place and we <laughs> we decided to, how can I say this, you know, get a little cozy a little quick because I, I think that the alcohol was kind of doing something to me. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Don't act like you don't understand. But anyway, so, you know, we decided to cozy up and watch a movie. The sexual experience did not happen until the morning time. Now, before I say anything else, I am going to stop right here because I don't want to give out too much information too fast because I want you to hear the message that I gave him once he tried to hook back up with me again. And it was at this point where I was thinking, oh my God, I don't want to go out with this guy again for reasons that you haven't heard yet. And... I don't know what to do. So if you ever ask me, have I ever been in a ghosting situation before? 
I would tell you no. But that particular situation, I was. I was a, I was literally about to ghost this guy because I just didn't want to deal with the fact of having to tell him how to be a man, how to look appropriate, how to treat somebody if you're about to arrive into that sexual experience, that most intimate thing that you're about to do. Because if you've watched my Instagram, you guys understand that I say sex is not always just sex. Sex is a connection that two people make. It's a very intimate and a very close-knit situation. Now, a lot of people have downplayed it. Oh, I'm just running my thing up in there. But for those of us who still believe in the act of intimacy and true, the true act of intimacy, do not believe that. We do not. And I have been on dates where that did not happen that way. And that's all I'm going to say. And we'll talk about that person a little bit later. But I... I'm going to stop my recording right here so you can hear the recording that I sent to him. It is kind of long, about five minutes. He listened to the whole thing. He did give me that much respect. And um, it was it was me giving him advice. Now, in a perfect world, you do not give me, uh, uh, well, Men do not like hearing advice from women. But I felt like maybe he was a little bit inexperienced and I felt like I needed to say something. So he doesn't think that the way he treated me. Now, set aside him paying for the movies, paying for the dinner, he got all that right. But his appearance to me was was just, just not, it wasn't appetizing. I didn't feel like I wanted to rip my, his clothes off in a movie theater, which that's what it should have been like, right? He's not an ugly guy. He's quite cute. And had he gave me, uh, you know, hey, Keisha, I, I want to go on a date with you, but I want to let you know that I'm just coming home from work and I'm not going to have enough time to change. I would have gave, given him that you know, that free pass, but it's what he did after the free pass would have been given had he told me that, that made me look at him in a different way. I'm going to let you guys go ahead and listen to that right now. I just wanted to, excuse me, just take a moment to talk to you. Um, I believe in being honest and, um, there was just a few things that was some red flags for me when we went on our first date. And normally I don't get those type of red flags. Um, but I felt like I should be honest with you because I don't want you to think I'm not the type of person that would ghost somebody, um, or just not talk to them again. So my, here's my honesty. So when I was, when I went on a, the first date with you, I felt like you didn't put any effort in the way you looked. And, you know, whenever 
I always dress to the 10 and I don't expect everybody to follow my lead. But if you're on a first date with someone, you shouldn't look like you just got off from work or you just rolled out of bed. Um, it just looked like you didn't take any effort in wanting to, you know, show me your, what your best self was. Even if your best self was like slacks and a polo, it just looked like you just came from work. And I don't know. I'm not, I'm trying not to be too judgy, but you know, and, and I know that you work a lot of hours and with all those hours that you work, you should invest some of that money into your personal self and your self love, you know, making yourself feel good. I know that when I get my hair done or when I do my nails or when I go buy a new shirt or pair of jeans, that makes me feel good. P perfume, you know, I feel like I want to be with someone who is at the same level of self-love as myself. Now, if you're just getting there, I understand that. But for me, that's what I saw. That was my first impression of you. Why I allowed you to, you know, allowed us to have sex is beyond me. Uh, I just, I shouldn't have taken it that far because, you know, normally my best course of reaction is if a man don't even look appealing, I'm not going to allow him to touch me in that way. But I think at the end of the day, I was still trying to give you an opportunity to show me your best self. And I still didn't see it. Like when you were, um, how can I say this? When you, when, when we got in that act and I told you that I needed to use the bathroom, you were like, let me finish. And, you know, right then and there, I was like, okay, he's just all about himself. And, and I really did get, had to go to the bathroom because remember in the morning, it's like, you know, it's morning time. You got to go to the bathroom. But um, I just felt like, and then when I, I said, okay, I'll, I'll, you know, let you finish, you know, you still didn't finish. And I said to you that I had to go to the bathroom again. And instead of just, you know, getting up, you, you kept going. It was really awkward and weird. And it, it's something I've never experienced before. And that was a huge turnoff for me. Then when I came out of the bathroom, you were like, can you suck me off? And I'm like, are you fucking shitting me right now? That was like the rudest shit to say to somebody that you're trying to get to know. And of course the answer was no. And even when I allowed you to play with me, it didn't feel like you were playing with me to make me feel good. It felt like you were playing with me just to get off. And I just want to, I want to let, you know, maybe this is a life lesson for you, but I just want to let you know that I am not a 20 year old woman. So you can't just fuck me away. You know what I'm saying? Like you can't, that's just not how it works. And so 
I wanted to tell you this in person. I didn't get a chance to. I got really sick last week. And I don't know. I'm trying to be honest with you. So when you have your date again, um, you would have learned something. Maybe be a little bit more responsive to whoever you're dating. Look way better than you did with me. Um, and if you are going to get lucky enough to, to have sex on the first date, which I never do that. I don't know why I did that. You know, maybe because I was, I really liked you and I really wanted to give you this opportunity to, to show me your best self. And I just didn't see it. I'm hoping that you'll be able to do it for the next person. So here we go, guys. I just want to give you his response to what I was saying to him earlier about this whole thing. So he texts me at about 6.55. He said, busy this morning or tomorrow? And I said, I'm sorry, what are you talking about? I'm not quite sure if you're asking a question or if you're telling me something. This is us exchanging text messages. I don't know. I want to get some food or hang out or cuddle. And then that's when I sent him the message that you guys heard. And I'm said, I said to him, I'm sorry about the long message, but I really think you should listen to all of it. It is what it is. <clears throat> Pay special attention. It gets real fucked up in just a second. That's cool. Still up if you're wanting to hang out. I said, did you listen to it? Because I just sent him that and then he sent me a message and I'm was thinking to myself, I didn't want to call him out. So I was like, yo, to myself, I was like, yo, that was really fast. And I said, did you listen to all of it? And he said, nope, LOL, too much work. And I said, take care. And I, I said his name, which I'm not going to say here. And he said, okay, question mark. Now he's trying to backpedal because now he knows that I'm fucking done with him at this point. He said it did not load. LOL. Really? Really? We're This is Apple. Apple don't have those type of technical issues, but moving on. He said next time call if you feel away. No, I don't feel away. You trying to date me again and I don't want to date you, sir. It is what it is. I don't want to date you. So, and I don't want to be a fucking pussy about it. So I'm going to tell you why I don't want to date you again. And then he goes into just offering food, whatever though. So now you in your feelings. Okay, moving on. <laughs> I said, well, I only spend my time with people I'm interested in. And if you don't care, then why do you want to spend time with me? And then I said, don't make this weird. I hope you do better. And he said, yeah, I will. This is some, this some, sometimes, sorry, had to work. I didn't want to change before I went. What? So you're showing up to a first date looking like a hot fucking mess after working for 10 hours? Meeting me for the first, me me you're you're meeting a queen I don't care what anybody else think I know I'm a queen 
You're meeting me. So that's how you show up, sir? Yeah, no. So I just wanted to give that little bit of tidbit information to let you know what he said in response to me asking him if he listened to my message. Now, he eventually did listen to all of my message and that was that. So now you guys have the entire full picture. So let me give you my follow-up. So if he had told me up front that he was not looking his best, my thoughts would have been different, obviously. And I could have looked past the way he looked because I would have concentrated more on the effort than him looking the way he did. But that wasn't the case. Um, he was very, uh, you know, comfortable in the way that he looked. Um, and the reason why I thought that this was a red flag is because he was so comfort comfortable in his appearance. As far as the sexual experience is concerned, and this is going to be a little concerning when I say this, but for a whole second, as a woman, as a single woman, this is just what my mind go went to. So as far as the single, I mean, I, I'm sorry, as far as the sexual experience for about 30 seconds, I felt like it was against my will and I hate to be that person, but I did tell him to stop and he didn't stop. And that was I was really scared, y'all. I ain't gonna lie. I was like, oh my God, what the fuck have I gotten myself into? And am I gonna be able to get myself the fuck out of it? So about 30 seconds later, which it felt like it was fucking forever, he allowed me to get up. And I just, I just took a pause in the bathroom and I sat there and I said, what the fuck was that? That was not okay. Never is that okay. And I want guys out there to listen. When a girl tells you to stop, you need to stop. That is never okay. It is, it is not about you anymore. Whether it is not even about the fact that I had to go pee really bad. It, it is about the fact that you're respecting the fact that I said stop and he did not. He didn't. He kept going and it scared me. I was in so much shock and so much disbelief. I was petrified and I, and I literally had to put my arm up and said, I've got to go. So I had to push this person off of me. It was in it was embarrassing for me, but more so I was disgusted with him. Hey, hopeless loves, your girl Keisha B and we're back. And I have Ashley, I found her on YouTube. She has a YouTube channel, she is a therapist and she has 15 first date red flags. We're gonna to listen to what she has to say and we'll be right back. I wish I would have seen the red flags earlier. 
I wish I would have been aware of the situation and not spend so many years of my life walking down this path in a relationship that's somewhat doomed to failure. As a therapist, I hear clients speak about this often. They wish they would have been aware of the red flags in the relationship and they would have known sooner than later. If you've found yourself in that position or if you're actually going out to date and you don't want to waste too much of your precious time, you can't miss this video. Hi friends, Ashley Burgess back today and today I'm going to be talking about, well, not all the red flags on a first date, but I'm going to be talking about the 15 major red flags that you need to be aware of in your first date so that you don't waste time in the wrong relationship and you're aware of what you're getting yourself into. The first red flag in a first date is last minute changes to the plans of the date or a full on cancellation toward the last minute. Okay, when somebody makes changes to the plans that have already been in motion, unless it really accelerates the date, usually it's a sign that someone really doesn't respect your time or your energy um, because you had plans set and that seemed to be working fine. And so they normally change those plans and augment those plans to benefit them in some way. So that's a red flag. Also, somebody that's canceling the date at the last minute, and if it's not some sort of dire strait situation, like they're going to the hospital or something like that, is a huge red flag, especially when somebody comes back the next week and tries to set up another date with you. Usually, that's signifying the fact that there was a bigger, better deal that came in, and so they took the bigger, better deal, and then when they actually don't have a bigger, better deal, they'll reach out to see you to see if uh, you'll go on a date with them. The second red flag is that they show up really late. Okay, and I know you're like, Ashley, how late is really late? Honestly, I think anything past like 25 to 30 minutes is too late. That's showing that they don't care about your time, okay, that they're actually more important than you, and unless they have literally called and apologized because of some huge reason, other than that, it just shows that this is par for the course that if you continue to date this person, you will be at their beck and call and they'll show up whenever they feel like it. The third red flag is that this is the first date and they're asking a lot of questions about your exes, about how many exes you've had, about your sex life, too much information in the first few hours of actual interaction face to face. I think the first date needs to be not not like surfacey, but I think it needs to be more about seeing if you click together, not about each other's pasts. Because I feel like that is starting to get into territory that's something you can talk about later, but definitely doesn't define you as an individual. And I think it's getting a little too, I don't know, personal in the very beginning of something that needs to start off slow. The fourth red flag is that the other person is looking all over the restaurant and not paying attention to you. Now, I understand attention deficit disorder and attention deficit hyper disorder, okay? If someone's got a little bit of ADD, eh, that's one thing. But if someone really looks as if they're not really that interested in the conversation and they're interested in everything around them, it's kind of a sign that they're not, one, not paying attention, and two, they're kind of disrespecting you. And so I feel like in the first date, this is supposed to be very interesting. You're supposed to be listening to each other's words. You're supposed to actually be interested in knowing, is this going to work or not? And if someone's not really showing that attention to you, it's kind of a red flag that this is probably not going to work out very well. 
The fifth red flag is that this person has a tendency of not being able to put down the phone, is constantly texting, or having to get up from the table often to make a call. I understand emergencies, and I understand that a lot of us have responsibilities, but this is the first date, okay? And there should be like kind of a giddiness and an interest in knowing the other person. And I feel that when this is happening, it's a sign that the other person's really not giddy about it, not really that interested in it. And it's also showing that whatever's going on on their phone is more interesting than you. The sixth one, and I know that many of us know this one, but sometimes we really don't think about it when we're in the beginning of a relationship, is that the other person talks about themselves pretty much nonstop. It's the narcissistic red flag, okay? It's about their business and their success at work or whatever it is. And sometimes it can be very interesting and sometimes it can even suck us in because maybe those are certain things that we would like to have in our life or maybe those are certain things that we value or respect and we don't really realize that we haven't gotten much of a word in edgewise except to maybe ask some questions about their job or their home or whatever it is. However, when someone's talking the majority of the time and you've tried to kind of get a word in there, this is the narcissistic red flag that you need to be aware of because like I said earlier, more often than not, people take the first dates to be on their best behavior. And if they're not really throwing the ball back in your court for conversation, it really shows that they're really all about themselves. The seventh red flag is that in the middle of the conversation on the first dates, they're telling you about how their ex is mean, angry, and abusive. And they go into bad-mouthing about the ex, okay? Definitely not a conversation for the first few dates. This is a conversation for you to get to know the other person, not to talk about past issues, right? Personal past issues. And I feel that this is a red flag that demonstrates, one, that they haven't dealt with their past relationships, they haven't dealt with their anger, resentment of the past relationship, or they're not over their ex. Definite red flag that you want to really think about before entering into next dates after this one. The eighth red flag. The other person goes to the bathroom too often and when they return they seem really speedy or out of sorts when they come back to the table. Yes, being able to be alerted to the fact that somebody is under the influences of massive amounts of alcohol or drugs during the first date, okay? And I know that some of us don't ever think about that at all. But this is a big red flag. And it's not until you get into a relationship with somebody that is addicted to speed or cocaine or something like that do you realize how important it was to be aware of what was going on in those first dates. So if somebody's taking a lot of bathroom breaks and they're coming back to the table acting a little different, a little wonky, a little speedy, like talking too much, really need to be aware of that and, and really kind of either ask the question or be aware of the fact that this person is probably under the influences of drugs and definitely a red flag of something probably not to pursue. The tenth red flag is slight devaluations of you. And I know you're asking, what does that mean? And it's when the other person is making light about something about you that they find unattractive okay, or pointing out something that they don't like about you in the first dates, which is not good. 
So maybe making light about something you're wearing that they don't think is really that nice or making light of your weight or maybe the way your hair looks or maybe really getting into something even deeper, perhaps maybe the way that your voice sounds or how you laugh and kind of devaluing it and making fun of it and making you feel kind of bad. This is a huge red flag. Okay. This is a, this is a game changer. This doesn't work. Um, so if somebody's doing that in the first, in the first dates, that's your red flag to probably end the dinner in a positive way. And remember that if somebody's devaluing you already in the first few dates, um, this is a sign that this person will fully devalue you throughout the relationship, making you feel small and weak and taking away even greater from your self-esteem and your self-value. The 11th red flag, and I had a little bit of fun with this one, is that they're overly dramatic and sucking your will to live. <laughs> We've all been at a dinner party or at an event where you get into a conversation with somebody and everything is completely over the top. I mean, it literally sucks and drains your energy because you're listening to everything they have to say, but they're so dramatic and it's just, whoa, it's just, it's bigger than life. And that's not a normal relationship. Okay, that, that's kind of what we get from drama queens and various different personalities. And so that's a big red flag. That this is not a relationship that you can sustain. Okay, because in order to sustain a relationship, you have to have energy. There's got to be a two-way street. You've got to feel good about being around the person. And maybe this person was just a little stressed out on the first date. But if it's the same on the second date and third date, this is a red flag that you can't keep up this energy level. You like them, but you don't really want to deal with the drama level, and it's probably not the right person for your future. The twelfth red flag is that they don't accept disagreement very well. So if you disagree with something that they're talking about, it's like they begin to argue to prove their point. Okay? And that's fine. A good debate, a healthy debate is fine. Uh, in any date, any relationship, that's good. It pushes people to really think outside of their shell. It pushes people to really look at new perspectives, right? But when somebody literally will go to the ends of the earth to defend how they feel and they will not take no for an answer, this is a big red flag. Because in a relationship, both people need to be able to respect each other's choices and beliefs and shouldn't be trying to control the other person's beliefs and choices, okay? So it's a huge red flag to say, you know, hey, this might be somebody that you can have a conversation with, but definitely not the long haul relationship because the long haul relationship is about respect and trust and love and respect is one of the biggest components. And if somebody doesn't respect your choice or doesn't respect the fact that you disagree, that's a sign that you should probably exit stage right. The 13th red flag, if you're on a first date and you happen to be at a restaurant or an event, they treat the waitstaff or whoever is serving you rudely. This is a huge red flag because I've realized that everybody on this planet has value. And when you have value and you recognize your own value, you treat other people with respect. Okay, you value other people no matter what position in life they're in, no matter if they're your waitress or your bartender. Okay, so if the other person is treating them poorly, that's a sign of them having a low self-esteem. Okay, that's the sign of them having a huge ego. And that's a huge red flag 
because it shows you that they don't treat people with respect and that they define people's titles and define if they're worthy of respect. It also shows that there's a power play involved and that they're putting this person down for whatever reason. And I've never had a good relationship with anybody that puts down people and disrespects people because I've seen that it's a sign of their weakness, not the weakness of the other person. Number 14, and I love this one because this is a really important one that a lot of us really don't think about. And the reason we don't think about it is a lot of us are what we call saviors. We're like in that savior, like whole dynamic, like we're gonna save you no matter what. And so number 14 is that the other person asks you to help them do something, pay off something, do something big in the very beginning. Okay. And I'll give you a good example of this one because I recently had a client in my office that said that on their first date, on the first date, mind you, they actually had to pay to get their car from being repossessed. So on the very first date, they met this woman, they go out on the first date and before the date's over with, she's telling about how her car is about to be repossessed that night. And he ends up paying cash to stop them from repossessing the car. Okay. That's too much. Okay. And I know a lot of you saviors out there are like, Oh wow. I've done so much of that stuff, whether it's like, I don't have rent money, whatever it is, it's something big and you just met this person and you're taking care of it. And I know some of you out there want to be the savior. I get it. But when we want to be the savior and we're trying to save everybody else, we got to ask ourselves, why aren't we saving ourselves? Okay. And being the savior and having that savior complex is also uh, identifying to you personally that you really need to get aware of who you are before you walk into the dating pool again, because otherwise you're going to get taken advantage. Now, not necessarily that they're just taking advantage of you, but you're also letting them take advantage of you. So the next time you find yourself in a situation where you're bailing somebody out, you're giving somebody money in the first few dates, this is a big red flag. You need to step back and analyze one, why are you doing this? And two, why are they asking you for it and thinking that you're going to give it to them anyway? Last but not least, number 15, the other person loses their cool with you or somebody at the restaurant or somebody in the event that you're at. And then they try to make light of it. They try to defend the situation. And so they basically have like this whole anger outburst. Okay. A temper tantrum on the first few dates, not a good sign. Okay. If everything's kind of normal and you're just having a discussion, and their temper begins to flare and they get angry and they're raising their voice for whatever reason, this is a sign that this person has anger issues. Okay. And anybody that's gotten into a relationship with someone with intense anger issues knows that this is, this is a big deal. This is a huge red flag because if it starts in the first few dates, that's a sign that they don't have any ability to control their anger. And I know that many people out there say, well, I'm angry because of my ex-girlfriend, my ex-boyfriend, or I'm angry because of my parents, or I'm angry because of this and that, but I can compartmentalize it. That's BS. Okay. So anybody that shows anger and anger issues in the first date is not somebody that you want to go out with. Okay. And, and, and you can feel bad about them and, and you can feel like they need some help, but just because they need help doesn't mean that you need to be the person that helps them. Okay. So really recognize that. I believe that all of these red flags are very interesting. Um, and in order to really see these red flags, we have to do two things. One, 
We have to be mindful in the moment, in the date, not just giving all our energy to him or her, but being very mindful of how we're feeling, being very aware of what they're telling you, and also being able to notice actions just as much as listening to words. Because if somebody's telling you something and their actions are speaking something different, this is also a red flag. Because when we're around somebody that our energies connect and it's a positive thing, you can feel it. You don't feel um, kind of sick to your stomach. You don't feel overwhelmed. You actually are enjoying the time and you're enjoying yourself. Very important things. And so what I found is a lot of times in these first dates, we want to date so bad. We want to meet somebody so much that we let a lot of this stuff just blow by us. And we think, well, maybe I didn't hear it correctly, or maybe it's not that big of a deal, or maybe I'm just making too much of a big deal about it. But really, these flags are here to save you from walking down that path and spending all that time in a relationship that's going to cause you unhappiness, it's going to cause you stress, anxiety, and later on, later on down the road, you're going to be in my office talking about how you wish you wouldn't have wasted so much time in this relationship that was a dead end. I hope this video has helped you and I hope you can share this video on first date red flags with some of your friends that are out there dating looking for Mrs. Wright or Mr. Wright and remembering the fact that in order to really truly date successfully we need to have actually understood who we are and have that unconditional love for ourselves so that we know and we understand what's important in the other person because we've already found it within ourselves. And please take time to actually check the like button on this video. If you haven't already subscribed to the channel, please do. And if you have other red flags that you would like to bring up um, that you've experienced on first dates, please comment in the comment section below. I was only able to have enough time to list 15. I know there's hundreds, and so I definitely want to hear from you. In the meantime, don't forget to live your true life. Are you currently in a toxic relationship? and unsure what the next day will bring? Have you often wondered if there's more to life than this? Do you suffer from self-esteem issues that you've had since you were a young child? Have issues or have difficulty speaking with your family? Do you feel surrounded by self-centered people? Seems as though you're always giving and they're always taking. If you've answered yes to any of these questions, you need some answers. The 10-day challenge to live your true life gives you the knowledge and techniques for creating boundaries in your life that help us to deal with family, as well as dealing with those narcissistic and toxic people in your life. It offers the insight into understanding and overcoming your self-esteem issues and to begin to see for the first time. Okay, we're back. So Ashley makes a lot of good points. Did you notice that she didn't me mention anything about not dressing well, that's because normally on first dates, no one ever fucking does that. No one shows up to a date like they just rolled out of bed. 
that is a non-existent thing that people do. So why mention it, right? I just wanted to point that out. I just wanted to point that out there. Ashley made some excellent points about looking for red flags. Now, I don't want you to get into the habit of psychoanalyzing your date. Let things be free. Let the date play itself on. You know, I didn't walk. When I saw him, when he came out the movie theater, looking like a hot mess on a stick, (laughs) I could have just walked away and said, nope, I ain't doing that. But I didn't. I, you know, have a heart, you know, and, and at least give that person a benefit of the doubt. If things had went differently, okay, let's dive into it. Okay, y'all, let's do this. If things had went differently, he looked a hot mess. I let him climb on top of me, but he gave me the best sex of my life. We might be having a different story right now. Like real talk. Because at least he made up for the way he looked. I could slyly say, hey, babe, you know what? You didn't look so hot. So make sure you look like you, you know, you, you like, I want you to be on my arm. (laughs) And so many, so many words. But the real red flag for me was not the way that he did not dress. It was the way he treated me in such an intimate moment. And I can't have somebody in my life that, that does something like that. Now, let me tell you about another date I went on. Okay. So I went on a date. This guy took me, takes me out for breakfast. Okay. We didn't just have one date. We had like two or three dates with a bunch of micro dates in the, in the middle. Right. Um, met me for lunch, break or whatever. Um, really sweet to me, tells me he misses me, um, that, you know, we can't wait till we can spend some real time together. And to be honest with you, I couldn't wait either. <laughs> let me stop. Let me stop. But when we finally got to that intimate moment, he treated me like a fucking princess. There was nothing off the table. He was sweet to me. He held me until we both went to sleep. It was so amazing. Oh, why am I not with this person? Because we live in two different states. (laughs) But anyway, well, there's other underlying factors and that is for another podcast. Don't even think about it. I am not telling y'all all all the deets right now. (laughs) But what I'm saying is there are men out there that will treat you like a princess both in the streets and in private and don't let someone slut you out. I mean, that is just nasty. You know, that is ridiculously nasty to just let now if he's your boyfriend or you guys both agreed on this slutting out situation, then that's okay. But at the end of the day, no one should be slutting you out without your permission. Just like you shouldn't be a sister wife without your permission. Once again, another episode. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we have Kim come to our end of the episode. And I loved it that you all stayed on board with me for the entire thing. Um, 
please yield and, and, and just pause and take a moment in your life to think about what are you doing on these first dates and don't invite bullshit in your life. Like don't let anybody in your space. Don't let anybody in your heart. Allow people in your heart and in your space that are worthy. And it doesn't matter if you feel like something's a red flag, then damn it. It's a red flag to you. It is what it is. Don't be too harsh on yourself. Don't be too harsh on him. But at the end of the day, if you don't feel comfortable, that's a red flag. I'm your girl, Keisha B. I'll see you on the next podcast. Bye. If you ever experience any kind of a sexual assault, please call the National Sexual Assault Hotline at 1-800-656-4673. Be well. Hey, Hopeless Loves and all of our new listeners out there. I hope you enjoyed the show. And I just want to take a moment of your time to talk about Love Fest 2021 happening November the 6th on a Saturday, where we're going to bring together experts of love, relationships, sex, everything in between. And we're going to talk it out. Whatever your questions are, we're going to try to get them answered. If we didn't answer them on this podcast, I'm sure we're going to get them answered at the Love Fest. We have giveaways. It's a free event. It's a an event that you can see us and attend it and then just, you know, enjoy yourself. Bring some of the girls with you. Grab some wine. It's going to be an adventure. See you soon. Take care. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode. Have a wonderful morning, afternoon, evening commute. We'll see you on the next episode. Keisha B out.